Are you a human being? Are you also a Browns fan? Well, if you said yes to both of those things, then there's a good chance you're probably a little tired of our local Cleveland Browns sports media. Same old thing, day after day, night after night. It's time to hang the cleats up. It's time to pass the torch. If you're looking for something fun, something fresh, something where four people literally smack themselves in the face over and over with hot take after hot take, then my boys and Down with the Browns is where you want to be. It's just good for your soul. Available on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Twitter. Getting Down with the Browns. Let's go. And welcome back to another episode LeBron gets Down with the Browns. What is up, guys? Woo! What is up? <laughs> if you cannot see it, Mac has a sign that says "F you, Art Modell," and that's a fact. So, so, so boys, so, how we uh, feeling after that right, huge whatever. dub? That was great. Um, but you know, it's we, I, like it, as much as I want to celebrate it, it, it's it is Ravens Week, right? It's one of those division games. It's, you know, it's circled on the calendar. We look at it every time that we play the schedule game. And, you know, Kevin, when Lamar Jackson plays a full game, Kevin Stavansky has yet to beat him. Now, things are different this year. You know, I, I know for a fact that Jim Schwartz and the boys are going to come to play like they have every single week this year. But, you know, Lamar is one of those guys to where you you have to game plan with him. You can't just run your same old defense that you that you're running out for the past several weeks because he's a completely different player you know new rules apply the way how you um the way how you keep your gap integrity on defense um the way how you contain the way even the way how you just rush the passer you can't normally do it um you know against lamar that you do with other quarterbacks just because he is a human joystick um Mm -hmm. and yeah with as many injuries as they have, yes, of course, you can point to it and say, okay, well, this guy's out for a couple weeks and, you know, we're not sure if this guy is going to play. Well, even then, it's it's the Ravens. So <laughs> yeah. they yeah. got to be ready to play. But, uh, boys, let's let's just recap uh, week three real quick before we do get in to the week four matchup versus the Baltimore Ratbirds. Um. So the defense had a dominant outing, did not even allow a total of 100 yards mm-hmm. to the Tennessee Titans. Um, score was 27 to 3. You yep. know, our boy Deshaun finally showed up. And, you know, the running game looked decent without Nick Chubb. First game without Chubb looked all right. Uh, Jerome Ford had two touchdowns himself. The defense showed up. Miles Garrett with 3.5 sacks. Them boys were locking it down in the secondary, eating it up in the run game. So, guys, we'll start with you, Zach. What was one thing that stood out versus the Titans? God, there was, there was a lot that, that stood out to me as, as a, a team that over the past, I'd say since this uh, this rebirth of the Cleveland Browns since, you know, the, the the Baker Mayfield draft, so we'll say 2018-ish. Um, we have had a lot of these games where we get mopped up, or not mopped up, but just have a bad taste in your mouth and then come out next week and lay an egg. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, I can name games last year. I can name games the year before. I can, it just happens to us, and it always has. And to see Kevin Stefanski and the boys on offense respond the way that they did after that poor of an outing in Pittsburgh was very, very interesting. I'll say that because I've never seen – I haven't seen that in a long time, probably maybe since the Derek Anderson year in 2007, was it? Yeah, probably since then that – and maybe our playoff year, which even then I we had a really easy schedule. I mean, we played a lot of bad football teams. But, um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I want to – we always get all fancy and we talk about, you know, Miles Garrett and we talk about – you know, Denzel Ward and Grant Delpit and all these guys. I got to tell you, man, the guy that, to watch that needs to be I, I just praised for how big of a disruptor he is inside is uh, Maurice Hurst. I mean, this guy has come on big time. Uh, he was he – was, was he a practice squad body in, in, in San Francisco or something? Where, he, you know, yeah. playing under a really good defensive regime there, but – the fact that he can come in and is as disruptive as he is in the run game and even in the pass game, I mean, is mm-hmm. one of those like diamonds in the rough that we needed because Dalvin Tomlinson could go down, you know, and, and then Shelby Harris could go down. And who are we stuck on someone like Jordan Elliott? But we now know that we have three bona fide defensive tackles that we can rely on to stop the run and pop them in and uh, just not like boys score and no angry runs from Derrick Henry. Yeah, for sure. Jake, what were, what was something that stood out to you in this game versus the Titans? Well, a couple of things, really, I will be honest. This game for me made up for the 2019 season open. Um, I remember that year because Freddie Kitch <laughs> well, was, was was our coach, yeah. and we had all of this off-season hype with Odell, yep. with Baker in his first full season as a starter. We thought that was going to be the year we get to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. We get ready to play the Titans week one. We think we're going to wipe the floor with them. That opening drive was perfect, and then we have 18 penalties, and we lose the game <laughs> 43-13. to 13. The Titans didn't have to do anything. We gave them the win because they traveled uh, through the field so much because of our penalties, and they mm-hmm. won the game 43-13. to 13. Talk about a huge letdown. Now, this year was the opposite because we just went off of a very bad loss to the Steelers, and Chubb went down, and we thought, um, could our season potentially be in shambles? What's going to happen this year? We're confused. We're uh, uncertain of what's going to happen uh, with the Cleveland Browns, and they come out and get a statement win, which is essentially the opposite of what happened in 2019. Uh, so that was the first thing that stood out. Um, the second one that stood out for me was a uh, stuck out like a sore thumb, and that was just Jed Wills. Um, the guy is continuously getting worse and worse at his position. I hate to say it like that. I don't want to be the person that says it. But the fact of the matter remains. Uh, if you look at his PFF grade, it's not that great. There's tons of tackles that are ahead of him. Um, we were even talking about it before the show started. There are certain players 
um, that are on the top 30 right now that were Cleveland Browns former players, and they are ahead of Jed, which yeah, I feel Chris, like is a, Chris quite embarrassing. Yeah, Chris, Chris Hubbard's one the of them. Yeah, and Kendall Lamb. Let that one sink in. <laughs> yeah, that is that doesn't feel good to me at all. I'm sorry. It hurts. Um, Tell us how you really feel. So that was my good and bad, truthfully. So there you go. All right. You DM. Let's hear it. Oh, man. Let me tell you. I think, you know, and Zach touched on it, is to be able to have such a soul-sucking loss to the Steelers in so many ways. Not only did we give them 14 points, not only did we lose the heart and soul of that team in that game, and, and lose in heartbreaking fashion at the end. Um, but to be able to rebound from that and, and basically put forth such a dominant performance. So I have thoroughly enjoyed going and watching the Tennessee Titan media, uh, especially the YouTube media, and watching their videos that they made after that game. And literally mm. most of them are saying that that is the worst game they've ever seen the Titans play. <laughs> now, most people would think that's because Ryan Tannehill and, uh, you know, and, uh, um, oh, my gosh, Derrick Henry, uh, you know, we just had horrible games, but that just wasn't the case. The Browns forced that destruction on them. And to see them bounce back from such a horrific Pittsburgh Steelers game was, in, I mean, that was everything to me. That shows the resilience of this team. That shows the culture is in place and it's real. It's not just fake hype. That shows yeah. that the coaches and leadership on that team have a great finger on the pulse of these guys, mm -hmm. and they know how to keep them from getting too high, and they definitely know how to keep them from getting too low right now. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, all of us got low after that one. You yep. know, every one yeah, of yeah, us yeah. was feeling yeah, in the yeah. thumbs. And somehow the Browns on a short week were able to rebound get it together, and put forth a dominant, dominant performance. Derrick Henry, when they showed him at the end of the game and he was sitting on the bench talking to somebody, I would love to know what they were saying because I guarantee Derrick Henry was probably like, dude, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what just happened, but it just seemed like <laughs> yeah. he never got off, and the Browns just wouldn't allow it, and it was just so great to see for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, uh, Mac? Well, I, I mean, you know, it, it's one thing to blow out a team, but it's one thing to blow out a team that's extremely well coached. Um, you, you know, I, I put out that tweet a couple of days ago um, that this is the first time that Mike Vrabel has been held under 150 yards since 2017. Um, and, and I mean, since then, he's ha he's been very good with the Titans. I, I mean, he barely missed the playoffs last year. Um, but something that really stuck out to me um, is – even though they couldn't get the run game going, now I think it was a little bit of one Jerome Ford missing time in camp. Um, you know, you could see it on the very first two plays. Um, he tripped up Watson on the bootleg, uh, and then he yeah. ran into Elijah Moore on the other play action play. Uh, so, you know, he, he's still trying to get um, used to the timing of this offense. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not even going to touch. And, and I mean, you guys saw that clip I texted you the other yeah. day about Jed Wills. Uh, yeah. he, like, I mean, he completely missed going. I'm, I'm going no longer saying level. his name anymore. Yeah, I'm not seven, talking so about Jeff. We're, we're, we're going to refer yeah. to him as yeah. seven one. Yeah, seven <laughs> one from now on. He doesn't seven one. He doesn't even get that respect to have seven yeah. one as his name. Yeah, you're right, Zach. What are we calling him? 
I don't know. That, but he's the just that guy. He's that guy. That, yeah, he, yeah. he who shall that not be guy. named. Yeah, we'll, give him, we'll give him the Voldemort treatment. Um, but, you know, even though they couldn't get the run game going, um, the extension of the pass was there. And it was yeah. beautiful to see. It's something that I've, we've been begging for for years because I don't know how many Browns games that I've watched where the defensives stopped the run entirely and the Browns just couldn't figure out how to get the ball out quickly to their receivers. This is the third week in a row where 40% of the pass uh-huh. of the total passing yards came after the catch. So we got the ball out to our playmakers and they were out making plays. I mean, you know, Elijah Moore got, got the ball and did some damage after the catch as well mm-hmm. as um, Pierre strong um, and Kareem hunt. So there was a lot of guys. And, and I mean, Jerome Ford once again, got involved on in the passing game which I, I didn't know till Sunday that he used to be a wide receiver. That was one mm-hmm. hell of a sluggo route. And, and I mean, you know, the linebacker had no idea where he was. Oh, blue so, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, so I just saw this comment by Drew, and he said, speaking of tweets, oh. we will let the listeners know. If you have not already saw, we did make a hypothetical tweet because there is some, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And a disgruntled man out in Las Vegas might be requesting a trade. Might be, might, might, might be requesting. So you know, you know how we are on Twitter. We ask questions. We like to, we like to see what the people think. So we tweeted that, and um, we got a very kingly response. <laughs> and by that, I mean we got a response from the king. LeBron James. Show it. Show it. Oh, I didn't get it. I haven't uploaded it. But if you want to go, if you don't believe us, <laughs> go look at Twitter. You can see it from the King's page himself. Because it's the people listening. There'll be people listening off Apple Podcast and Spotify and stuff like that. There's more than people that watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Huge honor. Huge yeah, I went nuts when I woke up this morning and I saw that. Uh, Christian, can I say something real quick? Let's hear it. I, I don't think that people understand, like, especially with our Twitter account, I don't think they understand the thought and the work that you guys put into that. And I would like to shout out the creativity, um, you know, the consistency that you guys tweet. And it's always something that's engaging. It's always something that usually strives a conversation or pisses um, people off. And I think off. that that's noteworthy, that that's brilliant <laughs> stuff. And, and, and it just shows if LeBron takes the time to do something like that, it must have captivated him in some way. And that's congrats <laughs> to you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll appreciate it, DM. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah. Oh, going back to week three. I will say how I did watch this game. I watched it in the dressing room for a wedding that I was in. Uh, so it was it was interesting trying to actually watch the game. Um, but the, the part of the game that I did get to watch, very impressive. It, you finally got to see a non-robotic Kevin Stefanski, I feel like. I actually saw this man run onto the field and attempt to chest bump Deshaun Watson. And that is the most emotion I've ever seen this man have. Like, I've never seen this guy even show a smirk other than, like, off the field. To see him actually have emotion on the field, that is something. And for Deshaun Watson to ball out like he did, 
I mean, there was a few yeah, plays like the one like where where he just tries to where like ladder it back. Yeah, we'll that one was kind of. Yeah, um, that's luckily, better than an interception, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I don't, I don't understand that play, but you know, overall, offense looked really good. Where we, it just upward. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but uh, glad to see our offense finally show up for our defense because our defense is Super Bowl esque. It is. It is Super Bowl esque. Hey, can I give you some stats on it? Christian. Let's hear it. Let's hear so, it. Yeah. You want to talk about the dominant defensive performances? I mean, talk that talk, DM. 3.8 yards per attempt in passing mm-hmm. is ridiculous. First in the league. 335 yeah. total passing yards allowed. You faced Joe Burrow and, and a Steelers team. You know, 335 for the season, first in the league. 14 first downs through the air over three games. First in the league, rushing 2.8 yards per carry is second to the Titans by like one yard, 1.1 yard per carry. No rushing TDs given up this year. Only five first downs on the ground given up this year. 32 points allowed, which first in the league. But it's even worse than that. Take off 14 that we gave the Steelers and it's ridiculously low. I mean, these the way that they are doing this, and I know I've said it a million times, but it is absolutely ridiculous how they are dominating. Mm-hmm. And all we need Deshaun to do is play efficient football and do not turn the ball over, and we can win yeah. every game. Well said. Yeah, that, that's a fact. I mean, the defense is showing up, being very dominant. Something I've never seen from a Browns defense or any defense, actually, since I've watched football, uh, just ain't just mind-boggling, actually. It's like a Madden defense, like how mm-hmm. shut down this defense is. But uh, do you guys do you guys hear that? Wait. I hear some steam getting blowed. <laughs> that sounded bad. Um, Look at that smile. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the angry Jeez. buffalo hour. Let's go. Imagine being engulfed by envy-filled rage over a podcast tweet. Couldn't be me. This is Mac with the Angry Buffalo Hour. Good evening, Browns fans. I come to you not only angry, but anxious. Of course, last Sunday had me feeling good as the entire Tennessee Titans had their pants pulled down publicly as they were spanked in a 24-point blowout. Of course, this was great seeing Derrick Henry getting tackled in the backfield quicker than KFC shotgunning an energy drink after saying he quit the stuff for good. But it's a new week, and the Ravens are coming to town. It sounds silly to loathe the sports team, as I've never met or known anybody on the team or within the organization. Yet every time I see purple and black, I feel the same rage I feel when someone cuts me off in traffic or drinks my last beer. This is, of course, because the man who ripped the bones of this organization out of Cleveland and implanted it in the armpit of the Northeast, Baltimore, Maryland, Art Modell. My only saving grace is broke boy art was hated enough to be kept out of the Hall of Fame year after year. Well, it it also did make me smile when the guy who publicly urinated on his grave got the charges dropped. Fast forwarding to now in the Stefanski era, the Browns have never beaten Lamar Jackson when he plays the entire game. He even once crapped his pants in the fourth quarter, Paul Pierce style, then led two game winning drives after coming back from the locker room. Sure, this Ravens team is ravaged by injuries, but Stefanski's offense hasn't passed for 250 net yards in the last four outings 
And the Browns rushing attack last week was so bad they couldn't get a first down with a five-yard head start. This is a new year, and it seems like Deshaun Watson has this offense clicking. Hopefully Cleveland comes out with a win this week because with the bye next week, I'd rather try dating apps again before seeing overreactions to a Browns loss on Twitter. <laughs> this is Mac with the Angry Buffalo Hour. Uh, Let's oh go, Mac. Boy, Let's is... go. Look oh, at that smile. Yeah. Also, I, I do want to shout out my friend Adam, um, who gave me this uh, last year. It's uh, the original <laughs> – voting sign from when the Browns were trying to petition art from taking the team out of the city. So this is something um, now granted it's seen its best years. And if anybody can restore poster board, please let me know. Um, but probably one of the coolest Drew things can. that I have in my, uh, in my sports memorabilia collection. Got you. Got you. Got you. That is sick. Actually very sick. Um, nice. But I don't know if you guys are insured or not, but we do have some insured trivia from Jake yeah. at Stat Far. All right. So uh, let's get you. We'll get you <coughs> screen. Now I could <coughs> excuse me. I could ask a lot about the Browns and Ra uh, Ravens rock. We could talk about anything from the moment the Cleveland Browns expansion era started from before the uh, original team move, but I'm going to ask something simple, but it can get a little tricky. So be sure you listen to the question carefully and think about it carefully. Who kicked the last game winning field goal for the Browns against the Ravens? I'm going to raise my Go ahead, hand. Christian. Is it Phil Dawson? It is not Phil Dawson. I think it's Zane so, so when you mean when you mean game winning, does it mean in a Austin game Tiber. that they won or the game yes. that was tied? They were losing and he kicked it. Uh, like a game that oh, it was a kick. Let me say it like this: the kick won the game. Does that make any sense? Kick won the game. A game winner. Game winner. Yeah. Austin Seibert. And I will I will give you a hint. The game was tied. Oh, it's and third leg Greg. It was Greg Joseph. Yes. It was third leg Greg. Good job, Matt. Yeah, it Way was to go, OT, Matt. 2018, because Baker led that, that, um, that <laughs> oh my gosh. drive. It was How do you big get all of that in that I little dared. head? I forgot yeah. that there was the, so, it was the it was the field goal. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was the week, it was the week after the big Jets win, and they were still wearing right, their right, color right, rush right, jerseys. Right. It was the big pass <laughs> to Derek Willies. And it yep. was this dude yes. that was like six foot five from the practice squad, let him all the way down. And that was the same game that like Denzel Ward went off. He blocked that field goal and had that yes. interception. Um, yeah, no, that, that was, was crazy. Was how, how, do you, about guys, that? how do you remember all that? I can't terrible. remember what happened. So that was the Ricky, Ricky Seals Jones game? Uh, no, 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 no. no. That was Derek Willies. Derek Willies. Derek Willies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, and even with all of that that Max said, that was probably the ugliest Browns Ravens game. Ever like yeah, that was, was a practical punt fest. Wait, no, no yeah, I it don't. Was. It was Seer. it was uh, Baker to Hollywood. That was the only touchdown yeah. of the game, wasn't it? Yes, in yeah. the second quarter. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, I yeah, don't don't ask raining. me how I know these things because you're sick. Like, you are like Rain Man, Buffalo <laughs> the Rain Man. Man. And you remember <laughs> when? It, if you guys have the chance, look up that game-winning field goal. It was the ugliest kick ever. It looked like a dead duck just flapping in the air, and it still went in. It was just so weird. 
I mean, we won the game, and that was the very last game that um, we Hugh played Jackson the Ravens won. before. And yeah, Hugh Jackson was still the head coach, and that was <laughs> the would. last game uh, before Lamar Jackson officially became the starter for the Ravens. I want to say, yeah. and I think it went in because Flacco got hurt, right? Yes, Flacco had gotten hurt, and that's when he made his official yeah, debut. Like been a little bit. And uh, actually, that was the second-to-last game before Carlos Hyde got traded. Yeah, because that was the – wasn't the Fal- – wait, what was the game that we played where Nick Chubb burst for that 90 – what was it, 96? That was the Raiders. That was the Falcons. Oh, that one. I yeah, was that, say, was like, the, the three rushes that was for, the like, last game that Carlos Hyde was or played. I want to say it was the Chargers game that Carlos Hyde played and then he got traded. Carlos Hyde, I don't think, was in the Falcons game. I don't think. I think that was Nick Chubb's first, like, start, wasn't it? I don't, I don't remember. Hold on. I can't remember. I'm going to just look it up real quick. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Let, yeah. yeah. And uh, right back after this commercial. <laughs> Browns 28. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Do you like bananas? <laughs> Do you like brown bananas? <laughs> or yellow? Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I don't I don't know about you guys, but it, it's just especially with these Ravens games, um, I was like looking back through in the Stefanski era. Um, and I mean, outside of one game in 2020, they've all been relatively low scoring games with the highest being like in the tw- in the low 20s. Um, like it's I mean, they got they got a top ten defense right now, um, and then a top five rushing attack. So I I really do think that the Jim or John Harbaugh um, is just gonna play the same old game that he's been playing. You know, keep keep the ball in their possession, um, win with special teams, and just not making mistakes. So I, I think I think we're gonna be um, now. I'm. I'm, you know, we're going to talk about this later, but I, I really do think that it's going to be a very close game and it might get a little bit ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, to, to yeah, you're 100% right. It was the Chargers game was the last one. Yeah, because Falcons, I, I remember he, he blew that huge one. Just right, I, that was an insane run. But, um, yeah. I mean, Car- God, Carlos, I think we forget that Carlos Hyde even played on the Browns. You know, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Kind of like we Ben Tate. Yeah, we'll forget. <laughs> we want to all just forget. Like Ben Tate, bro. Who's more forgettable, Ben Tate or Carlos Hyde? Ben Tate. Carlos Hyde to me. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah Man. Because everybody knew Carlos Hyde because he was the one guy that was holding back Nick Chubb. And he was yeah. Ohio State. And he was Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah, that's a fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. I guess I remember Ben Tate from the Bengals game in 2014 yeah, that Christian and I yeah, went to. He went off that night. I was in love with him that day. No, but, dude, we had three yeah. running backs go off that night. If you remember, yes, yeah, yeah uh, Ben guys, Tate, dude. Yeah, Terrence Isaiah Crowell, Crowell and Terrence West. Yeah, they all went off. But uh, yeah, speaking of this game, what are some things that are like keys to success? On the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball, uh, we'll start with you, Mac. What are some like keys to success? So, in in terms of facing this Ravens um, game, you, you know the the big thing is um, they just to simply put, they got to stop the run and they got to put this offense 
behind the eight ball. Um, now, what do I mean by that? So we're talking and they, they have to get less than three yards of carry first and second down, um, you know, and set the Ravens up for a third and long. Uh, because especially with the uncertainty of Odell Beckham, um, you know, going into this game, he was out last week. He's questionable this week. Um, you know, Lamar still has a problem throwing those out routes and throwing those corner routes and, you know, anything outside of over the middle or, you know, a deep bomb down the sideline, he just doesn't have that accuracy. Um, and the other key that I would say on defense is they have to take advantage of the turnovers because Lamar, while he is great, he turns the ball over. And, and, and I mean, it's usually not interceptions, it's fumbles. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, I believe he has four fumbles on the year, um, and he's known for fumbling in the red zone. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it can't be one of those things where it's like, oops, the quarterback fumbled. Oh, well, the Ravens just picked it up. No, like, we have to jump on that because it, that's, that's just going to be the key. Because if the Ravens win the time of possession, they're going to win this game. Now, offensively, um, they just yes, they true. need to do what they've been doing is just getting the ball out and letting their playmakers make plays. Mm. Um, now, I I am looking at it. Kyle Ham Hamilton, he had two sacks last week. Three. He now, three sacks, sorry. I think, yeah, three. Um, yeah, he had three he, last week. He now has a back injury. So his status going into the game on Sunday is questionable. They need to take that – the top off the defense. Um, they did have that big bomb to Amari Cooper, but so far this Browns offense hasn't been able to break everything open. Um, they mm -hmm. haven't been able to get Marquise Goodwin going. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you, you know, I, I think maybe it's a combination of him missing camp and, you know, the, the timing just isn't there. Sure. Um, and, yeah. and also they just, they flat out just need to go after the secondary. Um, you know, the Browns wide receiving group right now is talented and they are healthy. Um, now, while the Ravens have some dogs, you know, in that back end, a lot of people are hurt. And there's a there's a lot, a lot of, of question marks, Lots. you know, in terms of the injury report going on on Sunday. So they have to take advantage of the fumbles on defense and they have to take that top off of the secondary and open everything up because yeah. I I don't and, and I, I don't want to sound negative, guys, um, but – there's a lot of issues with the Browns rushing attack right now. Understandably so when your workhorse for the past five years goes down, but they, they need to open up that entire offense and make things easier on Deshaun Watson. Because one thing about this Ravens defense is they are fast and they can blitz and get after the quarterback. So the last thing that I want to see is this Browns offense in, in like a third nine or longer, because you know, not saying Deshaun Watson can't overcome it, but they need to just make the game easier on her and easy on him. And they can't ask him to be Superman because it, it just won't end up well, not against this team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, DM, what are some like keys to success that you believe? Um, I think we have to, we have to, I think we have to hit them early. If we can force, um, a few very short drives, and by that I mean either a couple three and outs or maybe a first down and out, um, and find a way to put some points up early. I think that will kind of dictate how the game's mm -hmm. going to go. But I, which I really think we're going to do. I, I think Lamar is going to get bottled up pretty well. 
Um, I don't know who's going to run the ball for him. Who 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 is who's going to be running for them, Mac? Do you know? Um, looking at it, uh, Justice Hill was Hill. out last week. Um, so I Gus think it, what it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, Gus yes. Edwards and Justice. Gus Hill. Bus. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know Gus was. I thought he was. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if they can't if they can't get something going, it, it could be a long day for them. Really, it's just yeah. For I don't sure. know. Normally, I'm nervous about the Ravens game. I'll be down there and uh, I'll be snapping some live tidbits as as uh, you know. I usually get into the stadium about eleven thirty ish, so um, you know yeah. I'll be kind of getting a feel for what's going on, and uh, it just feels good. It just feels good <laughs> after bouncing back from the Steelers. I mean, that just was everything to me. That saved our season. It renewed yeah. hope for everybody. And um, I'm this is the least scared of the Ravens I've ever been in my whole life. Heck yeah, DM. Okay. Uh, how about you, Jake? Um, truthfully, I think right now our linebackers are going to have to have probably the best game of their life, truthfully. Not that they've been playing bad, mm-hmm. but – I think what the linebackers do can determine what Lamar Jackson ends up doing um, because he's very unpredictable, of course, with the run game. Uh, and I agree with everything Matt said with like the fumbles and stuff. Um, but if you watch Lamar Jackson run, he doesn't tuck the ball in like he's supposed to. He kind of holds it out, and then anybody within striking distance can just smack it, I mean, truthfully. And it seems like um, – Every time that JOK plays the Ravens, he has one of his best games. It's like he's like the guy when we play Baltimore. Yeah. I remember la- – was it last year or the year before? He just – he hit a random tackle on Lamar and hurt his ankle by oh. accident. Uh, 2021. Yeah. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was just a random tackle. It was no- – I mean, not even a bad hit. And he went out, and then that's when – was that when uh, Trace Huntley went in the game? I can't yeah. remember who went in the game. Uh, but yeah. Yes, it would be Trace. Yeah, it would be uh, – It would be uh, um, Snoop. 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 Yeah, Snoop. Snoop. Huntley. Oh, yeah. Tyler Huntley. There you go. Tyler, yep. Yeah. Snoop. So, I, I think – I mean, of course, our defensive line is top-notch right now. Our defense overall is playing lights out. I'm not saying they haven't been, but they've got to keep the foot – or the pedal on or the foot on the pedal. Yep. Yeah. Can't yep. talk today. My bad. Yeah. But anyways, bringing the gas. Um, yeah. Uh, right now, Anthony Walker, believe it or not, he is eight on PFF for linebackers, which is a big deal. Um, he was he didn't get to play the Ravens either game last year at Baltimore or at home. I think Anthony Walker can be a difference maker. Uh, JOK, of course, like I said, he always has his best game against Baltimore. And believe it or not. JOK is 24th, and Taki Taki is 37th right now, which it speaks volumes for Taki Taki since we thought he wouldn't even get to play early in the season. So yeah. that does speak volumes for the linebackers. But yeah, for that's sure. where I feel. Awesome. Good How about stuff. you, Zach? Yeah, so trying to digest everything everyone was saying. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Mac a lot on, on opening up the offense. I think the biggest issue, and this is something that I don't mm-hmm. think is a personnel problem, I don't think it is necessarily a um, just any – I don't think it's a coaching staff problem. I think this is a Kevin Stefanski problem. If you saw last game, there were a lot of times, and I was on Twitter just 
livid constantly. With I and and Mac, I think I, I I said something to Mac while we were watching the game. I'm like, we need to stop with these stupid bubble screens. We need to stop with these little like end arounds and these jet sweeps. This is Kevin Stefanski getting too fancy, and in those situations, especially when you go up against teams like the Ravens and the and the uh, Steelers, who they know what you're going to be. They, he, they know your game plan and they know you're going to be fancy. So mm. enough of it, you know, like I don't care if you're going out there and calling or, or shrinking your playbook and trying to take the top off of this with, you know, five yard slants, five yard ends, hitches that to where you can at least get five yards instead of throwing a screen and having Elijah Moore have to do all of the work 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I wait, mean, wait a minute, Zach. Are you saying you don't like a jet sweep on fourth and three inches? No, <laughs> no, there, there's just, listen, I, I get that Kevin Stefanski comes from that coaching tree of like trying to deceive a lot of it. And I'm all for it. You know, if it works, people don't talk about it, but when it doesn't work, it's talked about. And for, for someone like Deshaun Watson, who a lot of his offense in Houston and even in college in Clemson was let's throw it behind the safeties. Let's throw it down the sidelines. We can hit you over the middle, you know, whatever it is. And another, you know, part of this is we don't have that big of a run game right now. And I don't necessarily think it's that I think is 100% the personnel. Now, if we have to, you know, run, two, three guys out there, that's fine. But we don't have to literally hand the football off to run the football. You know, give Elijah Moore or, you know, Jerome Ford or whomever it is out of the backfield some time to go. You know, you can't get these little, especially with fast defenders like the Ravens. I mean, you have Rokon Smith, you have Patrick Queen. I mean, guys that can drop back in coverage and really – hit you and it looks like marcus williams is probably going to be good to go for the game yeah these guys are going to hit you and they're going to hit you hard and then one last point that i will say um that i'm i i think is super super important that that we we understand about this regime of of the uh browns defenses these linebackers are, are not the only guys that have to um shadow lamar jackson um the way that Schwartz is attacked, uh, just in our, um, you know, in a guy like Kenny Pickett or even watching Tannehill or uh, week one with Joe Burrow watching different guys, is you these guys like Delpit and well, Thornhill kind of because we've only seen him play one game uh, that has been super, you know, he's played a ton towards it. But um, McLeod and – I don't think Hickman's got in, but you also have, you know, guys like Denzel Ward and Emerson yeah. and these DBs that are, are big dudes that can't yeah. get after the quarterback. And to have safeties and linebackers that can back up and, and, and shadow guys like Lamar, it's just another thing that we're going to see, I think, this, this year specifically that's going to just blow our minds because our – our linebackers are not meant to be, you know, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, big guys that are going to be pass rushers. That's just not, not necessarily who they are. These guys need to be more of that sideline to sideline. I need to get from 
one place to another faster than anybody else to get that tackle so they get the fewest yards they possibly can. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing them thrive is because they're, they're actually being utilized in the ways that, you know, they should be utilized. So those are super important parts. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Max got uh, something. Well, so, uh, you know, Zach, Zach had me thinking on something um, that I had written down um, while watching the Browns offense. Um, you know, versus Tennessee, one of the, now, while I did love the extension of the run game, uh, some of it got to East West, right. To side to side. Um, and especially with Chubb not being out there, they really have to do a long look at this running game. And what do they do well in the running game? It's power, ladies and gentlemen, it's pulling those tackles and those guards and coming around and gapping down instead of wide zone. Um, you know, it's one thing to do that against Tennessee because where their strength is, is in the middle. Okay. You know, you know, they have Jeffrey Simmons, they have great linebackers, but with this Baltimore Ravens, they're known for speed. They're known for sideline to sideline. They're known, um, you, you know, for having more defensive backs on the field. So they need to run more North and South and they need to get downhill. I, one thing that I don't understand is that, okay, watch every single designed run with Deshaun Watson. 90% of the time, it is a power play. Yeah. It is a Wyatt Teller, you know, pulling oh, and, yeah. and coming around cool. the corner. Um, now, I won't go into a certain player, you know, blocking down um, on the other side. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about it. But, <laughs> you know, if we're running those power plays for our QB, why aren't we running those for our running back? And just make the offense look the same. Take that Kyle Shanahan approach, right? Where every single blocking scheme is the same because then the defense won't know what's coming at them. And I really do believe that if they want to get this ground game going, keep it simple and run these power plays because they work. So, you know, ju just my two cents, but it's just too many times where they're running that wide zone and they want to they hit the perimeter so bad and just it's just not there. And I, I do think that part of it is to, uh, again, Jerome Ford missed camp and we can see it. There's a lot of times where he's just not seeing the opportunity of when to cut up on the perimeter and he keeps trying to bounce it outside. Um, I just think that a good way to get him going and get this running game going is pull those big guys up front and have somebody escort you for a first down or a touchdown. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that the Browns defense is going to have to show up even more than they have the past three weeks. Oh, yeah. What? And I think that they will. I think the front four, I'm very confident in the front four. I don't think that they'll put half the rushing yards that they put on other people this year. Cause I think this is the best defense that they face all year. I've lo I'm, I'm looking at who they played this year. They played the Texans, Texans. the Bengals and mm -hmm. the Colts without Anthony Richards, and they lost to Gardner Minshew. So I think this is the best defense that they played, and I'm very excited They lost, for that. and Lamar struggled. Yeah. He struggled sure. mightily in the backfield. And and I'm, I'm not going to say this to sound like whatever just because the Browns defense shut them out. But if you go back and look last week, week two, Ryan Tannehill completed 80% of his passes against the Chargers. Chargers got a decent defense. Like, it's not a slouch defense. 
They're supposed to be contenders. They were in the playoffs last year. For him to complete 80% of his passes and the net, the very next week get shut down like that, like didn't even look like the same quarterback. And it's not <clears> like <throat> it's just him. Like The only reason Kenny Pickett even had a touchdown on this week too was because of a blown coverage. Yep, Thornhill. Yeah. Like that's the only reason we've allowed a touchdown this year. It's Thornhill's first game. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah, and I'm not even going to like really – like put that on the defense that that happened. But I think that this defense is going to have to show up. And I think that they're going to have to put some points on the board because I do not think I like where our offense, the way our offense looked last week, but I'm very scared that if the, if the offense doesn't put up at least two touchdowns, I don't think we win this game because I think that this is going to be a very fought out defensive battle and I, if our defense doesn't show up and doesn't put at least, at least just shut them, shut them down for at least one half, yeah, and hold them to Hopefully at least first half, yeah, like just hold them at least scoreless in one half. I don't know. I don't think we'll win this because I think our offense will struggle again. Well, let's not beat, think- a, beat around the bush though. Like this team goes as Deshaun Watson goes now. Yeah, it's no longer oh, yeah. a Nick Chubb thing. So nope. if, yeah. if we want to win this football game, Deshaun Watson has to come up and mm-hmm. put up and sh- and and just silence everybody. Yeah, because these sure. are the games that people like the big heads and all those in our local media and, and the critical people against him are going to sit there and say, if you if you ball out, you're the guy. But if you if you pull out a Steelers type performance, yeah then it's going to be rough for you, especially because you play him twice a year for the next yeah. four years. So, yeah. yeah. Like Zach and, said last week, you know, you think we turn fast on Baker Mayfield. You wait. Deshaun Watson has two or three bad games in a row, and yeah, they'll be calling for his head. For sure. And, oh, yeah. you know, one thing that I've noticed, too, is that this defense, it, it looks a little more, I'm not going to say aggressive. Elite? Oh yeah, they're elite. This defense is elite. I don't care what anybody says. Like I know that they're it's only three games. Like they're already putting historic numbers up. But yeah. I could tell a difference in the way that the defense did play in week one and week three than they did in week two. And I'm not just saying that to be whatever. Well, but home field, man. I mean, we were down the seven. Dog pound was oh, roaring. Yeah. And I think that they play very in tune with the crowd. Yeah. And I think Jim Schwartz has them boys like, we got to hold our own. These people yeah. don't pay all this money, work these excruciating hours to pay this money to come down here and watch some garbage defense like they have the past three years. Yep. Jim Schwartz got them boys on the line, hyped. And like Miles Garrett's out there having fun. Like you can tell that guy's having fun. The when he's like running across the field, watching having two tight ends follow him. That's hilarious. Is just smiling, like, bro. Yeah. Like the watching swag the is in Cleveland defensively. That was brilliant. And I'm well, hyped. well, their whole mentality has changed. It's so, I mean, it's, you, it's amazing. You know, even it's culture. Even That's with what culture is 
Yeah, and, and like even when they had that spurt in 2021 where they had a very good defensive stretch, it was still a bend-don't-break defense, right? It was, you know, we're going to play really hard on first and second down, and then we're going to run cover four and then just just run shell, right? Yeah. Just make sure that nobody gets behind us and keep everything in front of us. No, with Jim Schwartz, they're making you earn every single yard. No longer is the flat open on every single pass play. Thank no God. longer – no longer are we going to see, you know, dump plays over the middle to a running back or a tight end that's wide open for five yards. I mean, historically, when we're looking at this defense, this defense is putting up numbers that this franchise has never seen before. Never. And, and you know, we're so it, it it takes a bit to go back, you know, uh, like pre nineteen ninety nine. But even just looking at. Dude, the, those the were coming back defenses too. You, you know, looking looking back from when this franchise came back to Cleveland, only four times in the history of this post ninety nine franchise has a Browns defense held their opponent to under one hundred and fifty total yards. It's four times, and twice has it happened this year. Yeah, damn, you, big you know, stat right there. I, I mean, I mean, big we're talking alert. about like if they keep if they keep up with what they're doing. Um, like in terms of per game, Wait, per game stats, we're looking be at the best defense ever. Well, I mean, statistically, that's what it sh- would show. Because okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I got a question. It. I got a question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm not sorry. Actually, I'm just gonna say this. You guys can just look at me like I'm an idiot because I know I am. It's okay, <laughs> but I don't know if you guys watch Monday Night Football and yeah. saw. The Los Angeles Rams, they yeah. dudded against the Bungles. And, you know, you know what happens to garbage teams when they have a lot of bad contracts? Not bad contracts, just expensive oh, contracts. Man. I and know where you're to, going. Um, let's say a certain somebody hits back. the market. <clears throat> no. Aaron Put up 99 back on your thing. No. So you interrupted my whole, like, thing where I was going to present facts for this, like, <laughs> hypothetical trade? Yes. Man, that was cool. No. That, wow. Huh? I don't care. Listen, man. No. Imagine. On a imagine. Cheese, we're talking the no. best. I heard Dave mention the best defense ever. No. You throw Aaron Donald. Nope. On the line. No, it's, it's not worth with what they're going to be asking. Thank you. Okay. And we need more help offensively than we oh need defensively. God. I don't want to change our defense, if I'm being honest. No, I'd rather I'd rather have this defense yeah. gel <laughs> and continue to play than – You don't think that they would get even more hop to have Aaron Donald? No, I don't, think, I don't think these guys look at it that way. I think they look <laughs> at it as, are you going to show up and do your job? Because the past couple of years under Joe Woods, everybody's been like, I hate this dude. I don't like this guy. Who's the leader in the room with Jadavian Clowney, who I really hope this week we just stuff him to where he can't move. Because yeah. the way he left and the way he did his things, listen, uh, bygones being bygones, I didn't like that. Bad taste in the mouth, but yeah. Yeah. And, and anyway. I mean, like, st- statistically, like, it, it's even shown about how much, like, effort uh, and imposing their will that this defense does compared to last year. If they keep up their in-game averages, they're looking at 19 less missed tackles, over 200 yards less of yards after the catch, um, and oh, what was the what was the other one? Um, we're we're looking at 
roughly about 20 more run stops per pro football focus. So, you know, they're, they're doing things on defense and, you know, you can, you can hit me with, Oh, these are just first three games, but using the same data from last year, I mean, they were putting up, they were giving up hella, hella numbers against Baker Mayfield, uh, Joe Flacco and Mitch Trubisky. And the three well, quarterbacks that they faced this year Marcus is Mariota as well. Well, yeah, in, in, that in, run the, game. in the fifth game. Oh, yeah, they ran 17 so, straight times against us in that Falcons game. That was crazy. Yeah, and, and that's just <laughs> flat out not going to happen this year. And it's, you, you know, the, the biggest one um, that, like, the biggest improvement in terms of player from year to year that I'm seeing this year is Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. Because Monster. as nobody really talked about it a lot last year, but everybody just said, oh, well, JOK is just not good because he's skinny and he just gets hurt a lot. Right. What's up with his ankle? Yeah. No, the problem with JOK wasn't oh, – he, he left the no. back door uh-huh. a wait, wait. lot of plays. You, you wait, didn't you hear that. Go, go back again. Uh, restart. Okay. Problem so, with JOK. Fix your hair. Okay. Back, back all the way back to who fix you are. Your hair, dude. <laughs> okay. All, right. all the way back. Reset um, your glasses. So, so – you're funny, Dave. <laughs> no, I, I no, because I, I fidget with my glasses a lot. That's, um, but, but anyway, so Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, um, you know, everybody when they when they would talk bad about him, they would say, oh well, you know, he he doesn't have enough weight on him, um, you know, he can't shed blocks, um, you know, he can't stay healthy with his ankle. But the real problem with him on the field was just simply he would backdoor a lot of gaps. You know, he wouldn't instead of instead of taking his uh, blocker, you know, head on or the closest shoulder, shoulder to the ball carrier, he would try to just go behind him, you know, and just make the play with his speed, with his legs. But a lot of times what that did is that left open holes in the run game, especially the biggest one that I would circle is the one against Buffalo. Um, I believe that there was a 50 or a 60-yard run by I, – I, it was either James Cook or Zach Moss. Um, but it was because JOK hopped out of his gap um, and he didn't keep that integrity, but you you look at him this year on tape, and he's at the ball every single every time. time. And it's, yeah. and that's that's the part that I really love about this defense is that guys are in their gaps, and they're they're right there when the ball carrier is. They are so even if even if they just miss the tackle, they're still slowing the guy down, and they're making him earn his yards. Like this, mm-hmm. ball carriers have to run through this defense. Not around, not run by. They have to run through it, and mm-hmm. y- you know I'm I'm excited to see what they do uh, with, against the Ravens because yeah. as good as this run defense is, they're going up against one of the best run offenses. So y- you know now a lot of people are going to say, oh well, you know neither team is going to score 24 plus points, so it's not that exciting. But for a football nerd like me. And seeing two powerhouses on offense running the ball, on defense stopping the run, clashing, I'm very excited for this matchup because oh, it's going to tell us exactly how good yeah. this run defense is. Yeah. And yeah. I think home field advantage is going to help us tremendously, too. Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. The dog pound getting loud. Yeah, it's going to be getting loud. loud. Zach, are you going down there? No. no. But, um, no, I'll be uh, here watching it and cheering – my brownies. I'll be, uh, well, one, oh, one last oh. thing oh, go about ahead, go JOK. Ahead. There's a couple things I've observed. This year, he's he's definitely put on muscle. You can tell he's a bigger guy. 
He, he's breaking a lot, you know, instead of just hitting through holes and going from, you know, behind the car, you know, behind the tackler or the lead ball, whatever it is, he, he's going through people now, which is big time. And I, I mean, listen, the guy, this is third year in the league. I mean, some people need to like relax. I mean, these guys' bodies are not full product, you know, end product uh, things right out of college all the time. Um, but the other thing I think we have to, understand about what max point is is that like yes his gap integrity wasn't as great as it was last year but think about how great it is to trust that there's a guy behind you that's covering your ass and oh, yeah. if it if you miss that tackle someone's going over you to get that tackle as well like Probably you have no. you have anthony um you know you have anthony walker behind you or you've got a delpit that's coming in behind you or hey i mean a defensive tackle that's coming in and saying hey i got you dude no worries or talkie talkie whoever it is that's on the field they it, they have the trust in each other which is they something that to the ball too they Joe Woods just the could ball. not do and that pisses me off more than anything but for another time so i've got an interesting stat um so the Browns are two and one this year. In yes. the two wins, my girlfriend has watched the games, and the one game we have lost, she has not watched. So I'm blaming the loss <laughs> on her. I it seems very rational of you to do that. So, yeah. Shelby, I know you're hey, watching. You remember you what have you to asked watch me? Week four. That's not superstitious at all. I'm not superstitious. Just a little stitious. Yeah, a little stitious. That's my cousin you're talking about, dude. Yeah, see, Come there on. you go. See, I was going to say, remember when you asked me for advice the other night, Christian, about, about things, and I'm not going to get too specific, but I would have told you that that was probably not the best comment to make. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is 2-0. Two and zero. And she wants. Well, hey, dude. Maybe she. Poor Chelsea. Uh, who knows? Who's Chelsea? <laughs> Shelby. Man, you had it going real good too. And right up here, you fumble it right here on. <laughs> he has no idea. We're gonna get into uh, score predictions. Uh, oh man. Uh, at least so. Part of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. before we go, before we go, guys, Come on, remember, Zach, get crazy. drop it in the comments, tweet at us, send us a message, predict this score. If you get it right on the dot, you know, we don't do any of these oh, half, halfsies or almost, <laughs> you know, they only count in horseshoe and hand grenade. So drop your score predictions. If you get it right, we'll send you free merch. Yeah. All right, back. <laughs> go ahead. Start it off. Oh, man, you're going to start with me. Okay. Um, uh, Again, like I was saying earlier, um, you you know, I really do think that this is going to be a close game. Um, There's only been really two times that there's been that I that I can remember off the top of my head to where a Browns Ravens game resulted in in a blowout. And that would be the home opener or the season opener in 2020. um, And then the game in Baltimore um, in 2019. So uh, with that being said, um, I think, you know, you're going to see two good defenses. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 24, 18 Browns. Um, I think the Browns are a healthier team. 
Um, I do really think that they are going to stack their offensive performance that they did last week, um, and they're going to get things going. I, I think that we're going to see an offense that is going to click very well, and we're at home, and that Browns defense plays very good Ooh. at home. Close to Claire and Drew's score predictions as well. Close. All right. A lot of yeah. people picking 24 points for the Browns. Interesting. Yeah. How about you, DM? Well, let me ask you, when they blew out the Ravens in 2020, did the defense look anything close to what we have right now? Mm -hmm. Nope. And I don't care what anybody says. I still hold firm that that Pittsburgh game was a blowout because you reversed those 14 points and we blew them out. And I think they're going to blow out the Ravens again. Now, it's probably not, not going to be too crazy, but legitimately, I think it's 27-10. Um, I think Tucker gets a field goal, and I think maybe Lamar gets in one time, but not too much. Wow. And I, I think it's a, a 17-point win for the Browns at home, who are, getting, yeah. who are given two per Vegas, by the way. Hey, yeah. How about you, Jake? Uh, well, before I go through this prediction um... – we need to reiterate that this is a very important game for the season, not only because it's a divisional game, but because after this game, we get a bye week. And after the bye week, we've got San Fran uh, at home. And then after San Fran, you've got the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. If we pull off this win, you've, you've got the bye week to rest, and then you can essentially feel comfortable winning three out of the next four and our expectations can't get too high with what is probably right now the best team in the nfl being the san francisco 49ers but overall i say that we win this game 21 10 maybe 17 10 it's going to be one of those drives where we should have scored a touchdown but instead we kicked the field goal um, I'll say I'll say twenty one ten, but if it's seventeen ten, then I won't be shocked. I like the ten though. I like the Ravens to ten. That's strong. I am uh, oh. well known to. I don't. I don't bet on. I don't bet on the Browns. I don't you don't have a good look them. on your face. I do not. I, I don't. I don't give you score. But I'll tell you this: is that some points will be scored, and some points won't be scored, and that's all I'll say. Okay, I cannot yeah. bet. Everybody tweet. Everybody it. tweet Zach for a score. Listen, I'll 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 leave my listen. If they put if they stop, if they hold them to ten points, I will be pleasantly surprised because. Will you shotgun a bang? Yeah, will you do a bang, Zach? Can't do a bang. What about a? How about a V eight? Will you shotgun a V eight? How about how about Close. a large? No, a. How about this? A gallon of milk. Gallon. Oh. First of all, that's physically impossible. Why would you want to kill your? No, friend, you that's just shotgun right. it. You don't have to drink it all. You just drink some. Yeah, and then Protein, we watch baby. Zach vomit on Muscle. my TV. That's not no, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd rather not watch somebody puke. <laughs> Especially white milk. Yeah, yeah no, that's just gross. Yeah, all right, gross. so my score prediction is Browns. Four million three hundred and twenty-two. Yes. Baltimore negative thirty-five. I have <laughs> negative points. What do you huh? do? Run it because the defense is gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah. And right. if you liked what you heard tonight, because LeBron James did.
Go check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Check out our merch. Check out Down our merch. Browns. Hell yeah. And if you don't like us, we don't care. Have a Here great night. Here we go, brownies. Here we there go. we go. <laughs> All right. On, One more time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Had a boy buff. And go Good night, Browns. everybody. Go Browns. Yeah.